I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Hello, welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, and happy Halloween. This is Mike. And this is Kate. And today we have a extra sort of like lifting the veil show for you, which is about being a psychic and about consuming psychic information and becoming your own psychic. So we have um, Licia Morelli, who is uh, the president of our company, Madam President. And she also is a psychic, but she's a retired psychic, professionally speaking. So she still has her psychic abilities, but you can no longer pay her for them. But today she came out of retirement for a hot minute to do some mini readings and to also teach us about how to walk out on a psychic reading. So was there, I mean, not how to, when to. Was there anything in particular that stood out for you about this episode, hon? No, I mean, the whole thing's fascinating. So it's just such a different thought process of what my normal brain functions and the way I think, you know? So that whole process of somebody that's able to kind of see the world the way that Alicia does is, is pretty cool. So, yeah, I thought the whole process of the whole game of psychic and her ability to be able to do what she does is pretty cool. It is. So for sure, listen in for the how to know when to walk out on a psychic reading, how to pick a good psychic, how to enhance your own psychic abilities. And then also the mini readings are really fun because if that information resonates for you, it also was coming through for you. So those readings aren't just for the people who are asking the questions. They're also for you. So enjoy and happy Halloween. Cheers. Hi, welcome to the Kate and Mike show. I'm Kate. This is Mike. This is Mike. You're so weird. And we are back with our most frequent guest, Licia Morelli, Madam President over here at Freedom Family LLC. And something you might not know about Licia, as we mentioned in the intro, is that Licia is a retired psychic, which is really cool. So it turns out that every single job or career she's had prior to working with us has prepared her and like gives her perfect skills for our business. And I love the fact that we have a psychic on staff. (laughs) But so welcome, Licia. So like, are you really, what are you retired from? Because that skill set just doesn't go away. Well, of course not. No. So hello again, everyone. So no, I am retired from the business of psychic readings. So I would venture to say that my psychic skills are actually much more tuned in now because I'm not carrying a lot of what I would say psychic baggage. So I, I still obviously am psychic, but I am no longer running a psychic business. So I'm retired from getting paid as a psychic. Got it. I'm like in my golfing years where I just get to use it as I want. And for those of you that want to know more about like what a psychic does or how that actually works, we talked a lot about that in the first interview with yes, Alicia, yes. which will link up in the podcast. Yeah. I had a yeah lot if you want the background and like how she learned she was psychic and all that, you should listen to that episode. It's actually been one of our most popular of all time. And it was our first interview on the Kate and Mike show. It was. Alicia was our very first guest before you worked with us, which was so cool. Way back in the day. Back in the day. um, (laughs) When Penelope didn't talk. We lived in uh, two previous (laughs) residences before. That was a 
two residences ago. I was actually just sharing with one of our origin empresses on Instagram how I was having mom guilt about the fact that Penelope lived in three different homes before her second birthday. You um, yeah, I'm going to just publicly let that go. Okay, well, so... <laughs> technically four if you count where we live. Well, of course, before she was born. Doesn't count. Oh, all right. No. 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 Doesn't count. All right. So, Alicia, I want to know, how do you pick, since people can't hire you anymore, how do you pick a psychic? Like, if you're feeling like you could use some extra guidance, how do you know who to go with? Because any Yahoo can say they're psychic. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So this is actually an excellent question. And it's something that I refer to as the sort of hairdresser mentality. So you know how when you see somebody on the street and you're like, wow, her hair looks really good. And oftentimes you might say like, who does your hair? Right. Or a girlfriend gets a great haircut and great color. (laughs) What I always say is a hair sort of having that mentality of asking for a referral is your first step right? Who your friends like, who people have gone to and have had good experiences with, those are the people you should be seeking out. Because what's going to happen is they've had firsthand experience. They can tell you if they feel like the information that they received was actually good information, meaning, and I'll go into this in a second, all of the things that I'm about to tell you about when to walk out on the psychic reading. Yeah all of those things did not happen during their reading and they had a positive experience and they walked away feeling empowered. This is a huge thing for me. Like Mm. I want people to tell you about psychics that help you walk away feeling empowered. If you walk away from a psychic reading and feel like you are disempowered or you feel sort of dirty or you feel like internally something's not right, you've been sort of energetically manipulated And unfortunately, psychics get a bad rap because there are people out there that do this. So I've had that happen three different times. Yeah. With three different psychics. So I have had that experience and I've known enough to know that they were a bad psychic because I was like, well, that's not about me. But it felt dirty and yucky. And it took like a good couple of days to get, it felt, yeah, it felt like they were sort of like to get their energy prongs out of me. Yep. So how do you know, we'll just go with right the title of this podcast. How do you know when you're in the middle of a bad psychic reading? How do you know when to walk out? So the very first thing I tell people is you should never be asked for more money. So if a psychic is telling you that they need to remove a curse or cast a spell to find you love or to light a candle for you to clear your energy because your energy is bad. Yeah. Hightail it out of there. That person is not for you because what happens is, is that you, it just like any business, you should be told what the cost is up front. You should be told what you get within that business deal. Like the reading will last 30 minutes. The cost is this amount and that's it. You get on the call. Here's what to expect. You get the reading and you're done. Anytime a psychic tells you that they need to remove a curse or cast a spell or clear out the bad and negative energy that's been following you for lifetimes, what I love that one. Like for lifetimes, you've had bad energy, which is why your life is so terrible. It's, I just like want to scream when I hear people say it because 
so sad. Like, that's just yeah. not true. It's just not true. And so that's the number one thing. And I actually, I mean, from personal experience, before I was a psychic, I was highly intuitive all throughout my life. And I went to see a psychic during a very hard time. And she did this exact thing. She said, you will never have a relationship again oh, if you don't have me remove this curse. And I ended up paying her $5,000. What? $5,000, which is why when I did my work as a psychic, it was huge for me to do sort of a PSA to people of like, you should never have these experiences. Like, I almost feel like I had to live through those terrible psychic experiences in order to be a good psychic. Because ethically, like, there's so many bad psychics out there. So For sure. So that happened to me. Like she said, she had to remove a curse. So I just kept paying her money. Yeah. Well, well, I'm going to open a business. (laughs) Curse removal for $5,000. And I accept multiple payments. Exactly. You could put it in your new gym. People could just come in through the garage. Put it in the gym. Yeah, it's called Work Out to Work Off Your Curse. There you go. Oh, my God. Look at that program. Let's get that going. I love it. Oh, my God. What are the other, obviously, if they're asking you to pay more money, I have had that happen before, which I did walk out because I was like, you're crazy. Right. Um, Right. What else? So the next thing, they should never ask you to buy them gifts to help them see better. So what I mean is like, if a psychic says to you, oh, I need you to bring me a gift the next time you come for a reading to help me see better and more clearly for you, that's a load of crap. So, and I always say there's no amount of jewels that'll help a psychic see better. Either they can see or they can't. And if they're asking you for more, they're taking you to the cleaners and the only gift that they're blessed with is actual manipulation. Mm -hmm. So if they're asking you for extra things to be brought to them above and beyond their payment, then they just want gifts from you. I did. I had a psychic ask me to buy her diamond earrings. I did not do that. I did not do that, but I was like, this is weird. Yeah. She was like, the next time you come, you have to come with diamond earrings so that I can help you even more. And I was like, no, that's bad. (laughs) No, good thing. No to that. Another thing I always tell people, if you find that the psychic is fishing for information by asking you a ton of questions and then repeating back to you with added flair, what you just told them, that is not the real deal. They are just like really, you know, they're listening and then reflecting back to you exactly what you just said, which you could have your friend do that to you. So, um, (laughs) Yeah, like you could just go and hang out with your friends. What a good psychic will tell you is they barely need any information to give you an accurate reading. So, you know, I would say to people, all I need is a voice and a question or, a, you know, a name and a question. And then I should be able to give enough information for you to have a good answer to move forward. That being said, the disclaimer on this with all psychic readings is that because this is a this is something that comes up for all good psychics is that, you know, we give information, sometimes that information, because we all have free will, doesn't come to pass right away. It could be that you push it out two years later, and suddenly it's happening, rather than in the immediate future where it seems to be headed in that direction. And that's because we make choices and decisions all the time that help us sort of navigate through life, and that can push out our 
you know, path. I don't even want to say destiny because destiny changes all the time. And there's more than one destiny, just as there is more than one soulmate. And our choices and decisions then take us towards that pathway that we see or away from it. But a lot of times it circles back because it's generally where you need to be headed. And then that's really, you know, those are the three big things of when you should walk out when somebody's not the real deal. Or if somebody starts to say something and then you like look funny or you say something and then they change what they've said completely, that's also an indicator they don't know because they're reading your facial expressions, Yeah, which is why oftentimes if I was giving a reading online, I would not have my video on because right. I didn't want to be influenced by people's reactions as they listened. So that's also an indicator for somebody who's the real deal. They just either they're on the phone or they don't have the image up. Now, some people do the image and they don't care. And you can kind of tell because they're not even looking at you as they're reading. But those are the three main things. If those things happen, you're for sure not in the real deal. Then there's, I feel like a gray area too, because those are like super clear. And then Mm -hmm. I've also had readings with people who I know are actually deeply intuitive, Mm -hmm. but their delivery really sucks. Yes. And they have no bedside manner and they're coloring everything with their own humanity. Yes. So what about that? So one thing that a good psychic will do is name when they feel like something is crossing over. So for instance, I, if I were doing a reading and my delivery was starting to get a little bit like I'm reading for myself as well as this person, I would name that. And I would say, you know what? Sometimes messages come through and it's identifying my own life along with your life. So here's what I'm going to say in my life experience, this is what happened or this is what's happening. So my guess is what they're trying to show me is that that's going to happen similarly to you. It might not be the exact same, but I have to name that I'm seeing it for my own life because there's obviously some parallel in the energy. And then the client has the opportunity to ask a question like, well, can you tell me more about that? Or what does that exactly mean if it's crossing over? And it lightens the energy too. I think sometimes what happens with psychic readings is that if the psychic, you know, we all have bad days, right? You know, everybody has a bad day and we're trying to deliver as best as we can. But if we're having a bad day and there starts to be the muddled energy, we as the psychic have to take that responsibility and say, I've got to reground myself for a moment. And people can stop and say, you know what? I'm going to take a moment. I've got to reground and then we'll come back to the message. And I think that's, you know, shows the signs of just a real pro, somebody who notices when they're off and can say, you know what? And I've actually stopped readings before. And I've said, you know what? The messages, I get the sense that this isn't what you need or want right now, or the messages aren't coming through like I want them to. So I'm just going to go ahead and stop. I'm happy to reschedule or refund your money. But if it feels really kind of sideways while the reading's happening, like you're talking about, then people should, real pros will stop the reading and say, you know what, we've got to reassess the situation. I love that. That's really great. Real pros. Yeah. Real pros. (laughs) Do you have any questions, honey? No, I just, this is kind of a fun, I know, it's fascinating fun. thing. It's I, super fun. I mean, I don't For really, our special Halloween episode. Yes. Yeah. I haven't um, had that many psychic readings. No. So. But we, you've had a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've all come true. Besides the one that wanted diamonds. 
So do you want to do a couple of a couple of mini readings for the sure. lady who yeah. wrote in? Kidding. We yeah. bought a big ass crystal because of one of our readings. Yes, we did. Yeah, that was good. Um, crystal has a good attitude now, though. It does. It I does. know you told us it, a, it wanted a banana. Gave it a banana. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Lisa, came, we have a giant citrine. It weighs how much? 90 pounds? Yeah, it's like 91 pounds. And Lisa came over and she was like, oh, you know, there's like this gray energy around your citrine. And it really, it wants, you know, some fruit would be really good. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. She said fruit and salt. To my credit, like that was one of the most woo-woo things that I've ever said in my life. Like, I want to, I want to say there, like I've never looked at a crystal and thought it should have fruit it or salt. Really like, thing to say. I, was I, I think it was wonderful. So like I can easily give this crystal fruit. I'm not afraid of that crystal anymore. It doesn't yeah. scare me. Oh, you were yeah, afraid of it? That crystal had some weird... Like, yeah, it needed some clearing, and we cleared it. We should and take now, the other crystals out. It's great. Side. Yeah. Let them, let yeah, them, we should. Let them out. Adjust to the new <laughs> land. Let them all wear out. Okay, so first mini reading is for Abby, who has just gotten engaged, and she's getting married next summer. And as she's making her million decisions in the coming months, she wants to know if there's anything in particular that she and her husband-to-be should remember to consider. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the immediate image that I get for them is that they're running together or exercising together in some way, which is like a hugely grounding exercise, right? Any kind of exercise is going to ground you. It's going to open up your root chakra. And so what they need to consider and remember as they're making these million decisions is that they have to remember it's just about the two of them really and not anybody else. So I see a lot of people coming in with information and voices and opinions and just sort of like helping them along, which is great for the most part, but it can get a little tangly. I also get an image. And so what I should tell people is that I'm clairvoyant. So I see messages in my mind and picture form. So a lot of times the messages are metaphorical so that I can understand them and then relay them. So the next image I'm getting is of course the scene from the sex in the city movie where, and I'm not saying this is going to happen where big is a little like crazy. Cause it got so big in the wedding and it's like, got to, so what I'm saying is this image is telling me not that that's going to happen to their wedding, but that it's just about the two of them. Cause the moral of that story was it's just about the two of you. So making sure you're working out together, going on walks together, really grounding the energy when it starts to feel a little bit hectic. And that is actually going to keep it sort of very smooth for them throughout the process. And this goes for anybody. When you're faced with many decisions and things feel chaotic and it's busy, always seek out getting grounded, you know, working out, taking a walk, eating, you know, lots of fruits and vegetables. This will help you really sort of recirculate the chaotic energy around you so that you can maintain a calm disposition. But really the big message for the two of these people is that it's just ultimately about the two of them. It's about nobody else. And you can, and I feel like they can both get a little bit lost. Like maybe their families are domineering or there's a lot of people in their family that's making it about them. So they have to just keep a post-it note, just reminding themselves that it's just about them. And if, as long as they keep that in their mind, then everything else falls away. I love it. Hmm. Great advice for anybody <laughs> getting married. That's so awesome. Okay, great. Next up, we have Rose and Rose asks, is my business where I need to be focusing my free energy right now? Hmm. Okay. So Rose, 
Whew. Rose has a lot of air around her, so she's got the wind behind her. And I think that what Rose actually needs to be focusing on is she, she there's some spaciousness. She's got to kind of let the business rise like a kite so the air will catch the business. She's still holding on to it, but she's still on the ground focusing on other things. So no, I mean, I would say if she's got free time right now, she should be doing things that are, you know, I see her reading writing. I wonder if she's a writer. I would imagine she does something creative. And if that's part of your business, Rose, then you want to do like, if you are a writer, you want to be doing writing for you, not your business. Very different, right? So writing for ourselves versus writing for our businesses actually uses different parts of our creativity. And I see very much that she's a little bit thirsty for the creativity side just for her that's not going to end up in a sales process. And so the kite is indicating of like the rise of the business, which actually happens because she's focusing on the creativity for herself. Obviously still doing the business side of things to keep the business going. So you're not dropping that, but the free time stuff, the hobby stuff, that's really when the magic happens. And again, and this is what I always say to people, when I'm reading for somebody else in a group like this, it actually applies. If something applies to your life and you really resonate with the message, it means that message is for you as well. So keep that into consideration, right? Because these messages are more global than they are singular. And so if you're also having something similar going on, think about it this way. And the, the moral of this reading is sort of as you create for yourself in a relaxed sort of hobby-like atmosphere rather than a work-like atmosphere, what then happens is the working piece takes flight. So really that balance of Oh, and then I, that's funny because I just, I just heard in my ear because I'm also clairaudient. So I hear things. It's sort of like, she'll probably want to say something like, well, my business is my free time thing, right? Maybe it's a side business, but there's something about, and that very well may be true, but there's something about the creativity for herself that she needs to incorporate in order to get that side business to really take off, to get her to the next level. So I hope that makes sense for her, but that's really the big thing is that she's got to be doing more inspired work for herself to get the rest of it going. Amazing. Mm. I love that. Okay. <laughs> Next we have Anya Karina and Anya asks, I have all these things inside of me that I want to do, help and inspire women and cheer them on. But something probably fear of being visible and also outshining someone is stopping me. What is my next step around this block? Okay, so for, for the first image that I get is I see a beautiful purple bubble. And, she, and it's Karina, right? Anya Karina. Anya Karina. Okay, so Anya Karina is stepping up into the purple light, and she's sort of like waiting there. So let me explain purple. Purple is a couple of things. Purple is also the color of the, the leader, right? You're sort of in this leadership role. Purple is the you know, the third eye chakra, which is high intuition. So what's happening for her is her intuitive sense is actually keeping her from moving forward because she feels a lot. My guess is she's very empathic. And so as she steps into the sort of leadership role or more into the visibility place, what happens then is she feels too seen, right? So then it's like a little too intense. So what she needs to do, and this is what I tell a lot of people to do, is if you have that overwhelmed feeling as you step into a leadership role or you step into a new role of any kind, or you're going to a party that's intimidating, or you're going to talk to somebody that's scary because, you know, you really admire them or whatever, you know, you got to put the Glinda bubble around you, right? So everybody knows Glinda the Good Witch from The Wizard of Oz. 
our energy can be contained really easily. And especially if we feel things or see things or intuit things of others, then the Glinda bubble is going to actually contain that and help us take that sort of one foot forward, you know, chop wood, carry water motion forward, but we're not going to get as intimidated because our energy is protected. So what I always tell people is in the shower, you know, as you're washing your hair in the morning, just imagine that clear bubble around you and you can put a word in the bubble. It can be like protection or success or inspiration, like whatever you're kind of looking for. And that's the bubble that will surround you throughout the day. And then, you know, everybody will be protected. Your energy will be protected from other people's and it'll bounce off. So for her, what's happening is she will step into that leadership role. She'll have the energy contained and it won't be so overwhelming. So she'll be able to move forward more freely. Cool. That's great. Okay. Next up we have Christine. (laughs) It's a very similar question. So I don't know. You can just say it's the same thing if it's easier. So for Christine, she says, my question would be, what is holding me back from owning my voice? I know the work I'm meant to do, and then it comes time to actually put it out there, and I feel sabotage like, and I sabotage like it's my job. Yeah, she sabotages okay. herself. Oh, okay. So, yep. Okay. So she has a lot of pink around her, and pink is the color of divine perfection, and also, you know, perfectionism, right? So. My the, And where I'm getting this, everybody, I'm just going to do a plug for my friend Dougal Frazier, who wrote a book about color. So check out Dougal Frazier. This is, I learned a lot from him. I studied with him. He's amazing. But that's where I'm getting these color images. They don't really align. How do you spell Dougal? Dougal, D-O-U-G-A-L-L. And then Fraser is F-R-A-S-E-R. Okay, and we'll link to him in the show notes. notes. Yeah, but he's the one that talks about color in this way. So this is where I'm getting that. He's really quite amazing. So anyway, pink being the color of perfection, uh, divine perfection and perfectionism, what's happening is her voice. So I don't know, I, I get the sense that maybe there was a lot of judgment in her childhood. I'm sort of seeing her as a small child and a finger wagging at her and her kind of looking up. She has this cute little bow in her hair and this fingers wagging at her, like as though she told the truth and the truth, she got in trouble whenever she told the truth, which, you know, I can totally relate to in my life. And so <laughs> what is happening is that now the sort of perfectionistic qualities of like, I must be able to say exactly what I need to say in the exact way that it needs to be said, or else I will be told I am not good or I'm not worthy or whatever it ends up being that message. So here's her little exercise. This is like a big takeaway. And this is always what I want it. And this is what a good psychic will do too. They'll give you homework. They'll be like, try this because this will help. Right? So if anybody feels this way, one thing, a little experiment you could do is just say the truth about everything for 24 hours straight. Like, because we all kind of, well, some of us kind of like cover up a little bit. Like we may not say like, I don't like that soup. We would say, oh, no, thank you. The soup's not for me. You know, whatever. Was She needs to like just say, I don't like the soup, right? No, thank you. And I'm not a fan. And see what that feels like. Because I think it's refreshing actually for people to get the truth in so many ways. And I think we lose sight of that because, you know, oftentimes our culture will say, you know, like, oh, glaze over the truth. Just get out of the uncomfortable. But it's actually really refreshing when somebody tells the truth. So for her challenge, it would be tell the truth for 24 hours, obviously politely be kind, you know, start with love, but still be truth telling. And that's actually going to up. And I feel a lot of energy moving up and out 
as she does that. And it can be, you know, small things like, I don't want to go to that movie instead of saying like, can we pick another one? You know, like notice where the passive aggressiveness comes in because you don't want to be like forthright. And as I say that she's really going to move through a big block and that's going to be for anybody truth telling and practicing this little exercise actually moves a lot of cruddy energy that's built up from all of the sort of squishing down of what we really want to say. And it's starting in a basic everyday level. And if you can do it in your everyday, you can do it in business. You can do it in with your family. You can do it with your friends and you just say it right. And that unclogs that throat chakra and it, it goes wide open. And then you don't really care if you're perfect anymore because you're just living in truth all the time. And you're aligned with your divine perfection of kindness, lovingness, but also your own ability to state your needs. Cause I think that's a big one for her. And usually that is, if somebody has a throat block, a lot of times it's because they're not stating their needs. Great. Mm. Okay. Next up we have Joanna and Joanna asks, what should I keep in mind during discovery sessions with potential coaching clients? Mm, I love this question. Because so many times we ignore our initial, and this kind of talks about, this is where I can kind of go into kind of how to identify your own intuition, right? So the biggest thing, the big message for her is just feel the feelings that you're getting as someone's talking to you. If you feel like it's like nails on a chalkboard while you're talking to somebody, or you feel like it's Velcro and it's kind of stuck together, these are all indicators of like, pay attention to what's happening. I'm not saying that these people would necessarily be bad clients or clients that wouldn't drive with her, but if she really pays attention, just like any of us pay attention to how we're feeling in a scenario, what we can then tune into is who, what am I going to get out of this? Like, how can I be a better coach with this person? Like if I feel like it's nails on a chalkboard, I'm going to start to ask myself, is this person ready for the work that I'll be doing with them? right? Because it might indicate that they're just not ready for that work, right? If you feel like, and these are just examples, the feelings, obviously people have different feelings, but like, if you feel like it's like Velcro and they're stuck to you, you know, they may have a lot of transference happening to you, right? And you might pick up on that. So just really, really feeling through those discovery calls. If somebody's jiving with what you're saying and also how the energy flows back and forth, it should also be a feeling of back and forth for people rather than one-sided, right? If, and you're like, are they, does it also feel like a vacuum? You know, are they sucking all of the energy out? Do you feel exhausted after the call? So really this is the clairsentience factor of like a discovery call, really feeling how you feel before the call, during the call, after the call, and trusting that intuitive process of, oh, I feel really great after the call. I feel really energized. Then that's like a good fit. You know, you know, you have work to do with this person. This person's willing to do the work. The energy exchange was similar, but if you feel really drained or you have a headache or you need to take a nap or you're like totally expired after a call for 15 minutes, that's going to kind of indicate like maybe there's a lot of work for this person to do. And if they're willing to do it, great, but you will have to prepare differently for each of the different types of clients. So just really paying attention to those feelings as she's doing those calls. Cause I get the sense she's highly clear sentient, which means you have the psychic gift of feeling and FYI, we are all psychic. It isn't a gift. We all have it. So I guess it's a gift in that we all have it, but it's definitely something that, everybody can tap into and you probably tap into it more than you realize. And once you start tapping into it, it just becomes more and more apparent. Awesome. 
I love that. So is there anything else that you want to share with people about tapping into their own intuition? Yeah, I mean, I pretty much nailed it, but just if there yeah, I think, you know, just remember there's the, there's more than these, but these are the three main ones. You've got clairvoyance, which is the psychic gift of seeing. So you, so you actually see pictures in your mind's eye around what's coming at you or what's happening. Then you have clairaudience, which is the psychic gift of hearing. And that's when you actually hear things in your ears, essentially of like the sentences, you know, like, go this way. Oh, okay. You know, or you might hear a song before you get into the car and you hear the song on the radio. That's psychic ability, right? So there's clairaudience. And then clairsentience is a feeling, the feeling like you just know it to be true and really trusting it. And sometimes I tell people just sort of, just sort of note when you're feeling these things throughout the day. And that way you can make sure you're paying attention to exactly what's going on and when the psychic information shows up for you. And the more you pay attention to it, the better you'll get. And the better you get, the less likely you're going to have to call your own psychic. (laughs) (laughs) Those are great money saver. It really is. And you can go and buy something else with that money. Yeah. Diamond for yourself. Yeah, exactly. 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 Well, I love this. It was really cool to just hear you talk about owning our own intuitive abilities. And I am a huge fan of, you know, asking ourselves the questions before we go outside ourselves and only going outside ourselves when we're really, really stuck. Yeah. So I love that you gave us the tools to do that. While, you know, that being said, I'm also a huge fan of calling psychics. So I don't think it's one or the other. Well, Um, I mean, I'm the same way. In fact, just today, because it's almost Halloween, I was like, oh, I need a psychic reading. I need to reach out to some people. Yeah. Like, I'm like all for it. I say, you know, because it is fun. But then also with the disclaimer of, you know, it's not an exact science. We all have free will. So you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. You got to go in with an open mind. And then when you're in that reading, take in the information and sort of let it go and then watch as it unfolds. My worst thing for people is when they hold on to the information and that also, that pushes it out further, you know, like when they're gripping to it and they can't let go of like the outcome, the outcome comes when you let go. It's, it's always headed towards us. You just have to trust it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I love that. Yeah. I often get a reading around a birthday like, yeah. you know, kind of more of an enhancement thing as opposed to a I'm desperate for information kind of thing. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Should we get our own psychic hits? About what? I don't know. Whatever coming to Alicia at this moment in time. I guess we should ask her a question. Oh, you mean we should get our own little mini readings? Yeah. I mean, oh, why okay. should we have a psychic on yeah. online? Alicia, so for me, what should I know? What information comes to you about the me becoming a mom of a second child? Mm, okay. Mm. Okay, so this, so it's interesting when you ask that, the immediately, I feel like this child comes into the world in a very sort of quiet way. Um, uh, yeah, she's, um, she's, she's on re-entry and it's sort of like, whoo, she's dipping her toe back in, you know, like she's been here before this is, she's been through it before. She's maybe choosing to come back. Right. And, and saying like, all right, I'll do one more round of this, you know? So it's, it's very quiet of like, she's got to wake up differently to the world. It's very soft feeling to me. So there's just like a lot of 
it's like a cocoon, you know, you, as you have the two running around, obviously it's, you know, you have a toddler and a newborn. It's, it's impossible to be like, now we have the sacred space for the right. children. Like it just doesn't happen, but really paying attention to, I think you're going to be carrying her a lot, like in a carrier, just really snugly, just sort of, I feel her very close to both of you as she opens up into the world. Running away from Penelope. Yes. <laughs> but I think it's, it's, it's just a different entry. And the reason why it's so important is sort of like, you know, sort of the Pisces nature of like, she's, she's an older soul coming in. She'll be highly intuitive feeling. And so she's sort of feeling her way to waking up into the world. And then as she does, you know, obviously we'll have her own voice and creativity and, and all of those things. But in that initial set, it, it feels very cocoon like to me. So mm-hmm. just creating as much space as you can around yourself in order to have the space to just take space right to just be with the kids right to just do that cool thank you for that yeah i just asked the same question but from being a father of two little humans and now like how that all plays into this situation yeah so the interesting thing for you is that it's very, it feels there's like a lot of activity for you, Mike. So as Kate sort of cocoons in, you're sort of the outside, right? And so you're, you're doing the activities and you're doing the things. And, you know, it may be that, like I see like Penelope and Mike go off or Mike stays with the baby. And it's like, you're the four of you are together. But what will happen is, is there will be a lot of like branching out, you know, two and two because of the way sort of this quietness that is happening. So for you, it's just a matter of like saying like, oh, okay, today's a good day for Penelope and I to go on an adventure, right? And then, you know, coming back, then it's sort of you switch off and it's like, now I'm with the baby or whatever it ends up being. But just yours, I see you more in the outside world with the kids and Kate more at home. And so just kind of understanding that there's going to be kind of this, you know, I, it's funny because I saw a van this morning and I thought of the man van <laughs> that you had thought about. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's like, the, it's like the man van. Didn't you talk about the man van at one yeah. point? Yeah, yeah, but I forgot about the whole minivan idea about getting a man van because now I've like moved on to something else. Yeah. Right. But I think you're going to come back to sort of, not that you'll have a man van, but right. you're going to come back to sort of the adventure outward, right? Like you're, there will be a, you'll be the outside force and Kate will be the inside force. And it's sort of this balance between the two of you and navigating, you know, now having two. And I see that happening for the first three months or so. And then it evens itself out again, you know, like everybody kind of wakes up to the world and are back on track and, you know, but it's very restful in the beginning, but I don't see you Mike as needing rest. So what's going to happen is you're going to pick up a lot of energy and sort of move at a faster pace. Whereas like Kate is going to kind of downshift and take some time. But then after about three or four months, it all evens out and everybody's back on the same track. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's it'll awesome. Be, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Cause I do think it's sort of like navigating for the two of you too. What I find so interesting is that it's just sort of a fun atmosphere, you know, with however many children you ultimately end up happening, you know, this sort of fun family circus atmosphere occurs of like, you know, everybody's doing their thing and, there's activity and there's times of quiet and times of activity. And I can, I mean, obviously anybody listening to this would be like, well, that's any family, but I guess what I'm saying, 
I guess what I'm saying is, is like the opposite of sort of, you know, like Kate, you feel very introverted to me yep. in the beginning of this child's life, the new child's life. And Mike feels very extroverted to me. So you're actually pushing the opposite of what you normally are is what I'm trying to say. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's well, a happy house, though, which is yeah. so fun. It has a lot of yellow around it, which is like joy and expansion and love and fun and yeah, awesome. Yeah, well, that's good. That she said good. it wasn't happy I house. Know, that'd be a bummer. bummer. Uh, well, you know. Well, thank you. Yeah, this is really interesting. <laughs> well, I'm gonna to move hear into the you. shed. We'll move into move the shed. Into the shed. Perfect. <laughs> well, if it wasn't going to be a yellow house and it was something else, then there was somebody. Penelope and I will live in the shed okay. since we're supposed to be outside with it. <laughs> Um, I thought this was great and I'm excited to hear what the ladies think about their readings, but I love what you said. Like if you're listening and you hear this information and it resonates with you, it means that message is for you too. Yes. So may we all go out there and increase our intuition through listening to it and through using it. If you want to know more about what Lisi is up to, she does have an amazing children's book called the lemonade hurricane. And where should people find that Licia? They can either go to LiciaMorelli.com or TheLemonadeHurricane.com. Okay, perfect. And it's a book about that is a really fun story that teaches children about mindfulness. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thanks, Licia. This was awesome. Thanks. So glad I could come out of retirement today. And yeah, for the people that got readings, please tell us in the comments if it resonated and, you know, how it turned up for you. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. What's up, people? It is Mike Watts here, closing out this episode of the Kate and Mike Show. I just wanted to touch base with you because something really cool has started to happen post this you know, closing of Origin, etc., is that we just opened up the doors, and we're currently opening up the doors for not only Mike J. Watts, but also I will be doing other business consulting for those of you that have a small business or a large business or an entrepreneur or starting out, etc., but... Basically, I like to think of myself as the business architect and I help establish business owners and entrepreneurs build solid operating structures so they can scale to the next level of revenue. And this is the first time in a long time that we've actually opened the doors for business consulting to help you really systematize what you actually have going on. So my skill set would be looking at the systems that a business has in place and reviewing those systems, where the income streams are coming in, where's the advertising, what are you actually doing, and then streamlining what's actually going on. The last person that I helped with this, I saved her $8,000 within our first hour because she ended up with spending $4,000 a month on things that she didn't actually need right there. And it's just stuff like that where we're constantly, as we're running a business, we are always spending money on something, right? And so it's about making sure that that something is working out well for everyone and not only everyone as a customer, but also you as the business owner. So we've opened the doors for that. You can check out more information at mikejwatts.com. Once again, that's mikejwatts.com. If you need some help when it comes to your systems, if you need some just consulting when it comes to your actual business, where your income streams are coming about, how you can go about growing your business, etc. I mean, I started this with zero income up and we are, we've really build a solid six-figure business. And this will be the first year that we'll be eclipsing seven figures. So it's pretty dope. 
and pretty excited to see what else comes forward. So if you want to know more about that, you can just fill out the form at MikeJWatts.com. There's a section under work with me. You can review more about that information. I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode of the Kate and Mike show. Have a great rest of the day. Cheers.